0: In the name of Jesus, our Savior. I don't know if it struck you or not, but it seems like we've had quite a diet of straw the last few weeks on Mondays. Um, But it is refreshing and somewhat overdue that the Epistle of James, that Epistle of Straw, gets full canonical and even homiletical treatment in this chapel here for his words have refreshing and enormous pertinence, it seems to me. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. Other translations uh, put it, uh, uh, by his good conduct let him show his works in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy, and selfish ambition don't boast or be false to the truth pretty straight words I think uh, <clears throat> James is about as close in the New Testament as you get to wisdom literature it's about as close uh, I think as, aside from our Lord himself as you get to the prophetic uh, voice um, and we noticed that in a chapter earlier we were there a couple of weeks ago That he's addressing my brothers, sisters as well, I presume. uh, Believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. That is to say, he's not speaking to outsiders to the Christian body. He's speaking to conduct in the church. He's speaking to leaders in the church. He's speaking to those who easily slip into the Lord I thank thee prayer. Lord, I thank Thee that I'm not like folks out there. I thank Thee that I'm not like those students over there, like those professors over there. Lord, I thank Thee that we're not like other churches out there. Evidently, the crowd James was writing to are crowds. Probably no big prize. I think that's true for Paul. I think it was true also for Uh, Peter, I think it was true for the prophets. He mentions just in this pericope we just read, he mentions adultery. He mentions murder, whether we take it literally or we take it figuratively. Uh, We're not going to go there this morning uh, because he mentions enough other things that uh, uh, we We have plenty to deal with. uh, Really more kinds of insidious things, it seems to me. Things that we maybe see around us and maybe even feel inside of us. Bitter jealousy, selfish ambition, boasting, false to the truth, destructive in the church of God then. And that's why James had to deal with it. Destructive in the church of God now and especially for the leaders of the church, the kind that you, we are Preparing ourselves to be pastors, deaconesses, professors, right here. And what is insidious is how the church can hide behind and make sanctimonious use of the smoke screens of sanctity to hide. Those qualities, whether we hide behind doctrinal precision, or we hide behind liturgical faithfulness, or we hide behind missional whoop de doo. And I list these not because I think they're unimportant, I list them because they are critically important, and I have deep commitment to these. Well, maybe not the whoop de doo, but the missional part. And I cringe when you see, in the household of God, these smokescreens being co-opted for petty posturing and for sacred one-upsmanship. What James is doing, I suppose, is kind of sounding the warning that it's likely not significantly easier for a minister of the gospel in preparation or on the other side of the desk in the classroom, not significantly easier for a minister of the gospel to enter the kingdom than for a rich person, because as with the rich person, the qualities of meekness and humility are significantly under threat when one becomes accustomed to being the one looked to for answers and accustomed to having those answers uh, respected and obeyed, but when the answers clash and personalities rub, and the church from New Testament days to this day becomes a cauldron, and we know that instead of a credible visible place of grace. And the more committed and the more accomplished one is toward what James calls boasting, jealousy, self-ambition, demonic wisdom, his own words, the worse things get. In the church, in the congregation, in the classroom, in the seminary, at home, in the dorm. By contrast, James commends the wisdom that comes from heaven, pure, peaceful, gentle, and a whole string of those qualities, actually qualities, uh, gifts of the, the wisdom that came down from heaven and lived those qualities while he walked this earth, gifts that along with the gift of forgiveness, he gives to his people from the cross, gifts bestowed through the spirit of wisdom, so that among us, even among us, however flawed a people of God we may know ourselves to be, this shalomic wisdom that James is talking about can can be reality, can be a gracious anomaly maybe, A peculiar and a great treasure and a delightful divine surprise in a broken, scrambling world. Who is wise? Any takers? Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, don't boast. Don't be false to the truth. That's not the wisdom that comes from above. For where jealousy... Sorry. That's not the wisdom that comes down from above. It's earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But wisdom from above, pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial, sincere, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Wouldn't that be nice? No. Won't that be nice? Isn't that great?" We join our hearts in prayer.